Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News, and a lot of crucial conversations uh, going on around the country and around the world. And I'm very pleased to have join us here on Inside Sources, uh, someone who has been leading those crucial conversations uh, for a long time, uh, legendary civil rights activist, uh, the 17th pastor of the historic Third Baptist Church of San Francisco, uh, and someone who I have uh, met on a number of occasions over the last year, and one of my favorite people to listen to, uh, the great Reverend Amos Brown, uh, joins us on KSL News Radio today. Reverend, thanks for joining us. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share with you and your audience. Uh, well, you uh, you were part of a, a really fascinating uh, op-ed yesterday. Uh, you, along with uh, President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, along with uh, Derek Johnson, the NAACP president and CEO, along with Leon Russell, uh, who is the chairman of the board for the NAACP, uh, you all got together and, uh, and penned an op-ed that, that I think framed uh, a great path forward based on the work you've been doing together. Tell us about that. Well, this work actually began back in 1909 when there was a terrific response to a terrible race riot in Springfield, Illinois in September and August of 1908. It was a lady named Mary White Ovington, a social worker in Brooklyn, New York, Mm. a white woman who read William English Walling's work, The Independent, and discovered his treatment of that terrible race riot Mm -hmm. that caused pain and agony for black Americans in Springfield, Illinois. She called together Dr. W.B. Du Bois, Ida B. Wells, black leaders, Mary Church Terrell. And out of the conversations that they had, the NACP was born mm. in 1909. Right. My point is that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Two years ago, did not react to 
the continuous racial strife in this country and the bigotry that was reflected, mirrored by, unfortunately, our president. The church took the initiative, I repeat, and at first admitted the past checkered occasions in which the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints mirrored some of racist policies of America. But to the credit of President Russell Nelson, he decided that he would do something, and he reached out to the NACP, and we met in our board meeting in Salt Lake City. And following that, we became engaged in a program called Self-Reliance, which was for the empowerment of African Americans in urban communities of this nation. And when this crisis came up regarding the unfortunate lynching of Brother George Floyd, who's being laid to rest in Houston today, they, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, took the initiative to reach out to me and our president, Derek Johnson, and our chairman of the board, to ask us to sign on to this statement. And I think that that is powerful and that we must continue where we began two years ago. And we have plans for tomorrow. And I hope that persons who are listening will get on board and be engaged. For at the end of the day, it will take more than these excellent protests, but it will take responsible, strategic engagement to do something about the problem. And that is what I feel the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is committed to doing. And I hope that we will never be distracted by the naysayers yes. in such as the evangelical community led by Franklin Graham and Jerry Farwell Jr., Paul White. We will never be distracted by them who sought to focus on just the violence, which is unfortunate, calling for law and order, as has his president done. But President Nelson, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is willing to do something. It was George Bernard Shaw who said in Back to Methuselah, that great work, some people see things as they are and they say, why? But others dream of things that never were and they say, why not? And the NACP and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are saying, why not first? Talk to each other. Get to know each other. Why not become involved in practical programs that will get traction and take us toward a day when we will be done with strife, violence, and racial bigotry. But we will be what that beloved community was all about, that Dr. Martin Luther King, my teacher, envisioned, where we would live together as brothers and sisters and not perish as fools. Fantastic. If you're just joining us, we have uh, the great Reverend Amos Brown joining us on the line, uh, penned a, a beautiful, powerful 
uh, op-ed with President Nelson uh, that appeared yesterday on Medium.com. You can check that out. Uh, we've got just a, a few seconds left uh, here, Reverend, and uh, I think one of the things that uh, I've admired most in in watching you over the last year and this engagement, uh, you actually taught me a word, the word uh, tangibilitate. Uh, that, oh, yeah. that, that we have to get to this space where we're we're not just throwing out the words, but we're taking the actions. Uh, could you give us just a uh, a minute in uh, what that tangibilitate really means? Tangibilitation means people becoming involved. It means the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints specifically providing financial, and intellectual resources for the struggle. And I think that is admirable, it's commendable, and all we need to do is to continue to hold our hope and do the good thing that we are doing, of being a people of integrity, of goodwill, and having our sights kept on the prize of saving the soul of this nation. There we go. Wonderful. Reverend Amos Brown, uh, again, the uh, 17th pastor of the historic Third Baptist Church of San Francisco, great civil rights leader, uh, someone I could listen to for hours and hours on. And thanks so much for joining us on Inside Sources today. Thank you very much. All right. Again, that's uh, the great Reverend Amos Brown uh, always has uh, an important take in terms of what's happening and where we go next. Uh, And I love that he has focused, uh, along with other leaders, to get to what do we do? What action do we take? How do we move it all forward? We're going to look at that in an interesting way coming up in our final segment where we're going to look 100 years into the future. If you were writing a letter to the future, how are we going to deal with the problems of today that will matter for those who will come 100 years from now? Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.